Welcome to The Great People Show, your guide to greatness, your GPS to excellence. Here's your host, J.J. White. Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Great People Show. I'm your host, J.J. White, and still in the new Great People set. Yeah. Studio is my cohort, co-host, James Muncie. What's up, Muncie? Good morning, buddy. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm great. You know, we've had some um, scheduling differences here, so you and I actually haven't been here in a couple weeks. We, That's right. We pre-recorded some stuff, so our fans and followers have still been able to get stuff, but uh, it feels good to be back. It's good to have you back. Yeah, glad to be here, man. You're Wouldn't in a new job, it. and you got new new things going on in yeah, 2019. Yeah, a lot of change. A lot That's of change. Awesome. So uh, it's been a good year. How, how have, uh, have you been? You've been traveling some the last... Uh, Last week or so, right? Yeah, I'm just not interested anymore. Oh, okay. I just kind of feel like I'm getting apathetic towards. We should we should talk more about that. You know, let's talk about it today on today's show. Today's show is going to be about apathy and indifference, and it's interesting because I started with the word indifferent, and and this is how we found the topic on today's show. Uh, Thank thank goodness for the schedule and the calendar because next week's show is going to be on Valentine's Day. Ah, and why would we not do a show? about love on Valentine's Day. We're yeah. not going to get into that today. That's going to be special. So I thought, what what a better way to get into that show than today talk about the opposite mm. of love. So I started Googling, what is the opposite of love? And I found a tremendous amount of resources. So what would you think is the opposite of love? Hate. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's what everyone thinks the opposite of love is. I found article after article after article of great articles. Articles of articles? Yeah, okay. Let's just call them great articles full of words. That the opposite of love is actually indifference. And here's why. Because love and hate share the same level of passion. It's just directed in two totally different directions. I've never thought about it that way. I hadn't either. And then here comes along indifference, right? which is a complete lack of passion and energy and enthusiasm. So I'm sure we could debate this all day long, but technically the opposite of love is apathy. So, well, it says indifference everywhere, and then you start really digging into it, and indifference, the, the easier word to identify with indifference is apathy. So Which, what, what, like, let's define this for everybody. Sure. So apathy or indifference is a state of just not caring. Just you just don't care. You're not taking any action. Uh, if something's going on around you, uh, literally, you're just trying to distance yourself emotionally, or you have already distanced yourself emotionally from w- whatever that is. And that was our research question this week: is what are you indifferent towards? And of course, half the comments were just sarcastic. Who cares? Right? Right. That's at least people understood what the word meant. But we're talking about just having no emotions, no feelings. And then the debate kind of ensued on social media of, but I like it that way. I do it on, uh, I do it on purpose. Amy had said uh, she's apathetic towards other people's business. Huh. So isn't that like a good thing? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it depends on whose business it is. Yeah. I think maybe from her perspective is she'd probably wish more people were apathetic towards her business. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, especially if you're a parent. Don't you wish sometimes your parents were apathetic towards how you've raised your kids? Sure kind of just, you know, let me raise my kids and don't worry about that. But with with life comes emotions and, and, and caring feelings towards the people that we want to help and whatnot. Uh, so it's it's literally being emotionless. So I'm curious for you, question for you, James. Um, 
really for both of us, because we both need to answer this question. When you are feeling indifferent, how does that impact the people around you? I mean, I think that it changes their perception of you, right? Yeah, because if their perception of you is that you just, and we all all know people like this in our lives who just don't really seem to care, uh, don't seem to have any vested interest in, or have any interest in what we're doing. Um, I mean, and, and what do you think about those people? You probably don't think, well, they don't, you, it is the opposite of love because you think, gosh, they don't really care about me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're indifferent. So that's the signal you could be sending to people if you become too apathetic. And before we go any further with this, uh, we should have done this earlier, James. We want to thank you all for being here. Uh, it's really important for me to always thank our listeners for being here, whether you're listening to us on the radio, whether you're checking us on the podcast, hearing us on on Facebook Live. Just thank you for being here with us every single week. And today we're talking about apathy because next week we're talking about love. Yeah. And we've got to we've got to kind of set the record straight on on what this is. So. Um, your your answer as far as w- what does it do to the relationships around us is um, uh, perceptions, images. Yep. I mean, people may see us as not caring regardless if we do or not. So one of the areas that um, uh, it impacts for me, and I can't help but to think about this because Mike Transky talked about this on Facebook Live in response to the question this week, that he wasn't so down on apathy, like he didn't see it really as a big deal. And what he started to describe was situational apathy. Mm -hmm. For example, I tend to encounter situational apathy on Friday afternoons. I've had a (laughs) long week. Things just aren't uh, clicking in my brain like they should be. Uh, I've kind of hit the limit. And what Mike talked about on Facebook was rest, that part of that situational apathy just involves taking a break and chilling out a little bit. Uh, we all need some of those situational apathies. I had that situation last week when I was on the airplane. I was coming back from Kansas City and I had two late night flights that I had all these goals of, you know, you're on an airplane, you can get things done. There's no distractions. Uh, unless you're on JetBlue, then you get free internet. But, but for the most part, it was a great time to get some things done. And I was just so wore out from the day because I was with the client and I gave him my all. Dude, I, I had situational apathy. I, I, I didn't want to do anything. I just wanted to chill. So you know what I ended up doing is, is watching the Netflix movie on the woman next to me on her iPad. Did you really? She didn't know that. Well, she had subtitles on and everything. So oh, my I just, it was It was a great movie. Like, I was real. I, I, I caught, like, the first from, like, 30 minutes to about an hour into it. It's called um, How It Ends on Netflix. Have you seen it? I have not. I got to watch the whole thing. I'll, that I'll was a really to good movie. Write but. that one down. But, you know, when I end up in that situation, because we've all been there, right? And and a flight is a great example because you get on there knowing you have a great opportunity and should be doing work, but then you kind of just want to zone out. But I get guilt. I have get uh, I get this huge feeling yeah. of guilt when I when I when I go into that mode. Yeah, guilt. Yeah. I don't know that that's a bad thing. We we'd have to resurrect our show on guilt. <laughs> Uh, because we talked a lot about this, that guilt isn't necessarily a a positive energy, but it is certainly a driving force, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, it, it really, is. It really makes us... If guilt should do anything for you, it should make you pay attention to something. So I would say if you're feeling guilty about feeling apathetic towards a situation, a person, that should draw a tremendous amount of attention to what you're feeling apathetic. Because today's show is really about how to overcome apathy. And there's a tremendous amount of irony in the topic because 
a, a person that is greatly apathetic towards most things would find no interest in the show. <laughs> right. It's yep. it's it's a it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy. If you look at the Cartman drama triangle, it's very much based in that victim mentality. The the fully apathetic person not only doesn't care about anything, but they they end up blaming everyone around them for it. When apathy is one hundred percent a self owned feeling, emotion, thought process. And actually, here's another question: Is apathy in the is it a head problem? Is it an attitude? Or is apathy a heart problem? It's emotion. It's a good question. And you know, when I a lot of these a lot of these symptoms of apathy that we're giving, you know, I'm thinking of like stereotypical teenagers just kind of being apathetic and indifferent to everything. I mean, I feel like we all kind of or most of us have probably gone through that stage in our lives. Just some of us get over it and others don't. Yeah. So let's talk let's talk about what causes apathy. Because you may be thinking of your teenager or, or know some teenagers as as we go through this list. So what causes uh, what causes us to be indifferent? And there's no particular order to this whatsoever. Um, we are we live in an overstimulated world, so oftentimes there's just too many things we're supposed to care about. Mm-hmm. We 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 don't have time. And if we've said it once, we've said it a million times. I think social media contributes to our oversensitation, over, over being oversensitive to things we should care about. Like if literally, if you're scrolling Facebook, in a way you you kind of feel like you should care about these things. Oh, right? yeah. After the State of the Union this week, there was post after post after post. Uh, we're, we're in the midst of watching our uh, elected officials in, in Virginia just completely implode. And you see this yep. over and over and over. If you weren't on social media or watching the news, would you even care about these things? Would you even know that they're even happening? So all of a sudden now they enter into our life, and there's this responsibility that sometimes we feel like this is something I should have an opinion on. This is something I should care about. The second part, it is some right. It's something I should care about. It is something that I should spend emotional fuel on. Yes, and man, that can get yes. exhausting. Yes. So one of the reasons why we become apathetic or indifferent is just simply because there's too many things that we're trying to take on. Mm-hmm into our heart, in our mind. Um, <clears throat> here's, the, here's the one that's probably at the top of my list. You're just being too selfish in that believing that everyone should care about you, and when people don't care about you or don't do what you want them to do or say what you want them to say, you take that personally and you become apathetic towards that person or those people. Well, they didn't call me in to invite me out, so forget them. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're probably not going to hate your friend for doing that. You're probably not going to hate a family member for doing that. You're going to purposely try to extinguish your feelings for that because you feel hurt. So we literally force ourselves into an apathetic state to protect ourselves. I was going to say, it's easier, right? And oftentimes it is generated from a self-centered perspective because if you have taken offense to something, guess what? You took offense. Those were your actions. You owned it. I'm not saying that whenever you get hurt, you shouldn't become apathetic because I think sometimes it's a good defense mechanism. If you're in a really bad relationship or a work environment and things are happening literally to you, then sometimes you have to become apathetic just to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Again, from the top of the show, we're talking about situational apathy. Um, which really ties into another one. Perhaps you're such an extreme self-centeredness, it becomes narcissism. Oh. 
the the narcissist literally has apathy towards so many things because there's no room for them to care about anything else except for themselves. Wow. I mean, that sounds extreme. And you probably listening have had a couple names fly through your head <laughs> of someone that you know that's a narcissist and uh, they are so self-centered and care about themselves. Um, another major driver of apathy is just a feeling of powerlessness. Mm -hmm. uh, James, I don't have this research in front of me, but I saw it the other day. Do you know the number one thing that Americans are stressed out about the most these days, just generally speaking? I mean, my guess would be money. That's what I would have thought. Mon mm -hmm. uh, finance and money is number two. Number one, the future of our country. Huh. Now, someone explained to me why that's the number one stressor that most Americans have. Because i got to tell you, folks, unless you're willing to strap on the suit and go out and start doing door-to-door -door knocking and getting into public office, I'm not so sure there's much power we have over the future of our country other than voting. No, there's not. And uh, and I would, I would add to that that uh, in most periods in history, uh, most people have thought that our country is on the brink of disaster. <laughs> Uh, you know, if you I, if you think back, I, I would think it's probably been a lot worse. Yeah, you know the whole Civil War thing and World War One and World War Two. I mean, this is my personal the Cold opinion. War, Cold War, missile crisis, nuclear. War, I mean, you know, crawling under your desk at school because nuclear bombs could be coming. I mean, I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah, but it's interesting how we get so wrapped up in these things as a society that it, to your point, it exhausts us so much that there's nothing left for the things that truly have meaning in our life which is our family and our friends. Yeah. I mean, that is, it kind of makes me sad. Um, but there's other situations that we get into life where we feel powerlessness and we start to distance ourselves emotionally from it. It could be just bad relationships, bad situations at work. We've mentioned these. Uh, here's, another, here's another one that I notice probably more often in life, for better or for worse, on why people are apathetic is because someone else will do it. Mm. Not my, not my problem. Yep. Not it's not my job, or you're around someone. Even I mean, how many how many of you have spouses where you're not doing a lot of things because they always do it, so you just don't care about it. Oh well, if you're not on video, then James just raised his hand. No, I mean I've At, been there, Catherine. I don't know if you saw that or not. I've uh, I've been there absolutely, <laughs> and what you know, that? and what that's is, what is that for you? Come on, I've, I'll I'll. I'll throw mine out. I'll I'll throw mine out there if you throw yours out there. What are you pretty much apathetic towards at your home because it's just always taken care of for you? Uh I laundry. Really? Yeah, laundry. It's oh, taken it's taken man. care of. Oh. And you know. I am so envious. Plenty of things I take care of too, but but So yeah. if Sam's listening right now, she's gonna get very angry because she knows that I actually fired her from doing my laundry. Oh really? Oh yeah. Oh, well, I don't yeah. want I don't want to get has, into all that. She has her own way of doing things. Okay. I, I actually became too anti-apathetic towards laundry. I became too passionate towards laundry in our house, especially gotcha. especially the towels. Gotcha. We should probably do a whole show on this. There's only a, really a couple ways you fold towels. It's uh, not something that should have a lot of creative energy put into it. That's all I got to say. Yeah, but you digress. Yeah. So uh, the one thing that I would by far and away say that is taken care of in our house mm -hmm. that I'm very apathetic towards mm -hmm. is cleaning the toilets. Oh. Now, we added a new bathroom through expansion here at the house. Right. So I've been jumping in on that one because I use it quite often. Mm -hmm. But the rest of them, I can't honestly say I remember any time that I've cleaned the toilet. Gotcha. We put the, the kids are in charge of that in our house. 
we're heading that direction. Yeah. We finally put them in charge of the dishwasher. Oh, that's great. Ours, yep. Yeah, I don't we, know if I'd call it great. It's work in progress. Okay. We've pawned that one off as well. Okay, good. So that's another area that people become apathetic. We could actually have a whole show just on this particular topic yeah. where people can become very apathetic, and that is towards things that other people are taking care of for you. So out of sight, out of mind. And uh, as we probably need to use that to bridge into our love show next week is to make sure you appreciate your significant other yes. for taking care of those things for you. Um, now, this one was interesting, James. I, I got to tell you, this this was a deep rabbit hole when I found this. That Did you know that apathy is one of the top um, symptoms of a neurotic or psychological disorder? No. Now, most people would think depression. Mm-hmm. Like if someone's depressed, they're going to exhibit, exhibit apathetic attributes mm-hmm. around that. It's actually not the most common one for depression, but it is for Alzheimer's. That huh. Alzheimer's patients exhibit a tremendous amount of apathy early on in the onset of the disease. I did not realize that. Now, I'm afraid that all of our listeners right now are going to start hitting Google, and because they didn't give a crap about something last week, all of a sudden they've got Alzheimer's. Folks, that's not what we're saying, okay? It's just on the list. Yep. This is kind of how the thing kind of flows every once in a while, but it's there. Um, the, the next one is, back to that victim mentality, is a lot of people exhibit apathy because you just fill your head with negative thoughts. You see the worst in the situation. You see the worst in people. I was talking to a guy this this week, actually one of my clients, and one of his struggles is he sees the greatest and the good in everybody, and everyone takes advantage of him. So there's there's uh, strengths and weaknesses to this whole thing. And another one that uh, we've talked about on the show many times is self-limiting beliefs, mm-hmm. that the, the reason people become apathetic is because you have absolutely convinced yourself that you shouldn't care about something or it's not worth caring about or or whatever. So nice laundry list of what causes us to be indifferent, but we've got to talk about now, and I'm going to lead into this with a, with a quote from our friend, David Saunders, friend oh, yeah. of the Great People Show. Yep. The pursuit of mediocrity makes us all indifferent. So we must pursue something greater than mediocrity. Um, so a few questions as we really break down this whole apathy thing. Um how impacts not just ourselves, but our entire society is a common example is a low voter turnout. Hmm. It amazes me how few people actually turn out to vote in our elections. Is that apathy? Do people just don't care? So they don't even bother. And I think it is. Yeah. I mean, you could say it's apathy. I think some people maybe incorrectly would say, well, it's, it's anger. People, some people actually voice their, anger and frustration by saying, you know, it, it, I'm not even going to, going to go because it doesn't, it doesn't See, I don't understand that. matter. I don't either. Like I would figure the angry person would be up there. Just like we talked about earlier, anger and hate is not the opposite of love. Their, their passions, uh, Kayla said this on, on Facebook live, um, they're equal energies. Yeah. But I can tell you, I have definitely gone to the polls and with the attitude that I am voting for the, for the best of two bad choices. And mm. I mean, I hate having that feeling, but I still I I, I still go. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I, to look at that. It's like many things in life. People just don't take things seriously. We're we're simple creatures. We only have so much capacity to care about so many things. Mm-hmm. And um we're not in a situation where it it matters in most people's opinions. There's enough people voting that someone else will 
make that decision for me, which I think is a really bad way to live. But it, we're, we're talking about voter turnout. That could apply to anything in your life. Right. Someone else will make that decision for me. We should put that on the list. Is people become apathetic because other people are making decisions for you. Mm. And if you're in a situation at work or even even in your personal life where other people are making decisions for you, uh, you probably become a victim to certain things and you don't even realize it's happening to you. Yeah. And sometimes the people, you know, in a work situation, your colleagues, your boss uh, is also, you know, they may be, uh, they may be enabling it as well. Um, you know, you may have an atmosphere at work that that's almost encouraged. So what are other examples of where people become very indifferent? So we've talked about low voter turnout. That was just a common example. Right. Um, people become very indifferent in their marriages. Mm-hmm. They stop caring in their marriages. People become indifferent. This is the hardest one for me to understand towards their children. They stop caring about a lot of things with their kids or you're putting other things that you care more about in front of the kids. Um, I think you also become very indifferent towards just other human beings, James. I think some people have given up on the human race. Yeah. And, you know, given when you talk about people getting apathetic toward their kids or apathetic toward the human race, a lot of those people, and I think what's it's important to realize, you know, where, where does all this come from? So I have a good friend uh, who is very apathetic toward his children. Really? Um, yep. He has, he has um, two, two kids about um, uh, 12 and gosh, nine now. And uh, they both have had a lot of, a um, lot of issues, uh, behavioral issues. And, he has gotten so frustrated and disheartened because his view of of what it was going to be like to be a parent, to be a father, has been completely shattered by the challenges that they've gotten from mm. from their kids. Mm-hmm. And they gave up. right. And he actually took a different position within his company that has him traveling three to four days out of the week, um, specifically as a way to not be in what's a difficult environment with him and his kids. And it's created stress in his marriage. Uh, obviously, he, he and, and when he is home and around his kids, he's just checked out. Now, I'm not saying it's, it's not, it's anything but okay, but my point, JJ, is he has become apathetic as a result of a I don't know if you'd say traumatic experience, mm-hmm. but just mm-hmm. a, a horribly unexpected experience versus what he thought it would be like to be a parent and what he imagined his children to be like. Um, and, and, you know, we talk a lot of my Catherine and I talk a lot about uh, this person. Um, and, and I don't know how to, I, I'm not, I'm trying not to be ap- apathetic toward the situation, but I don't know how to help him. So, do you ever have a conversation with him about this? Like yes. ever? Yes. So what do those conversations look like? How do you how do you approach it? What do you talk about? I mean, I'm just I'm very I'm very blunt with him, you know, that I just I don't understand. What does he say? I mean, he's apathetic toward the whole conversation to tell you the truth. He he's I mean, he has really become indifferent toward his toward his life. Um I mean, because like I said, now this has affected his marriage, so now mm. his marriage isn't what it, you know, just his whole world is is 
shattered versus what he thought it would be. And it's changed him as a person. The whole point of our show is to have a bigger impact on other people and to part be part of their transformation. And again, if we've said it once, we've said it a thousand times that you can only personal development yourself so far. And then we get into the situation that you're talking about right now where you do have some influence with this person. There's this, this person's a friend and you have some level of ear of his to do something with. And, you know, the more I think about this, James, the more that I feel like our biggest problem as people is our apathy towards other people's problems, that we're here, we spend, we spend a tremendous amount of time with our listeners, giving them a lot of well, as, as much assistance and, and encouragement as we can to help you help other people. But then when someone else doesn't want the help, if they are so deep into the, the, the phase of, of giving up, at what point do we literally give up to? Because it seems absolutely hopeless. And there's a great quote up there. I'm going to really screw this up, but here we go. The greatest things in the world have happened because someone didn't give up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. So how far do you take this? How how more do you, how how further do you push this guy until you possibly push him away and then you have no 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 abilities to help him. I mean, we're talking about apathy today from an internal perspective, but what do you do when there's someone in your life you want to tremendously help? But it just feels like it's never going to work. Well, after some some stuff that happened with this person this summer, um, you know, and just the the continuation of this, right or wrong, we've kind of made the decision that we're we are going to kind of check ourselves out, you know, from it because it's 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 not going to change. Um, we actually uh, spent a few days over the summer with uh, with the family, and uh, and it was a terrible experience for for me, for Catherine, for our kids. And, you know, at some point, um, it's like we were talking about earlier in the show, JJ, we have spent emotional fuel on on it. And maybe I'm becoming indifferent. I, I guess I am. Could be. Yeah, because sure. we, it's clear that we're not going to be able to help that situation change. And so, you know, we've, we've got we've to move on. I, I can't, I don't want to expend negative energy and negative emotions on a situation that I'm, I'm. It's clear now that I'm not going to be able to have an impact on. Is that wrong? Um, is it wrong? Oh, you know, I mean, is that okay? I don't know. I don't know how to phrase it. Well, these things are so contextual because I tend to not give up on people by training. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 my training. It's it's what I've been doing for twenty years is to go past. A person's limit to handle me asking more questions. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions I would have for this guy is, Bob, do you really do you do you have any desire whatsoever to have the best relationship possible with your children? Yeah. And and if he says no, not really, then the coach in me comes out. And we've talked about this in the last couple of weeks is 
how do you really, I mean, so I think of two shows we did. I think the one on how do you transform others? And I yeah. also think about the one is uh, when do you had the advice show. The, the, the advice show really... Yes, that was one of my favorites. Really, we should do another one on advice because yep. there is more people than not that said you stay out of people's business. I am mm-hmm. absolutely never apologetic about getting up in someone's business if I think they are missing out in their calling, in their needs and abilities to do something that is right, mm-hmm. which is the relationship with your children or the relationship with your spouse or... You were telling me a story a couple weeks ago about a, a guy that would, wouldn't take your advice on going and starting his own business, and and um, finally he took your advice. It's like, look at the amazing things that have happened in other people's lives. Actually, let me let me back this up. Look at the amazing things that have happened in your life because other people never gave up on you. Amen. I mean, I can think of a dozen things in a few people that, or dozen things that have absolutely transformed my path in life in a few people that always sent me a text message at the right time, always made a phone call at the right time. So to get back to your previous statement, James, I would say the the, the best thing you could do is every once in a while, shoot this guy a text message Send him a voicemail, man. I'm just checking on you to see how you're doing and to see how the family is. Because if you've walked away from this situation because of the emotional burden, I would imagine most people have. Sounds like his kids have. How many? How old are the kids? About about, about my my kids' age, about nine and eleven. Oh, nine okay. And 12. Yeah. So you know, maybe another part of this is, hey, I'm taking the boys out here. Why don't you both boys? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why don't you bring the boys out? I don't know if you've done that and tried that before, but it's like you know, I've not. Yeah, just get the get do, do a guy thing that's not hard to say yes to. Yeah. Right? You know, it's yep. like we're just going to go out here, you know, go do do some go-karts. I got some free passes, so you just take the money off the table. Just come on, let's go out here and have some fun with it. Yeah. Just something. I mean, isn't it isn't isn't a part about overcoming apathy in other people being a role model? Oh, I think so. I I definitely think so. And uh so going back to the question though that that you asked as we got into that whole thing is so is apathy a head problem with your attitude or a heart problem you know an emotional problem what what do you think i think it is primarily a head problem because the solution is very much rooted in changing the way we see things mm-hmm. changing our our mind and our decision about these positive and negative thoughts that we have uh, I brought this up a couple weeks ago, I think, where my new saying this this year is what we think controls how we feel, how we feel controls what we do, and what we do controls who we are and what we have. Yeah, love that. So if 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 we decide that apathy is a true emotion, mm-hmm. then the only way to really pull that lever is to change the way that you think. Hmm. I, I don't I don't know of any other way to change an emotion yeah. other than on one end of it make some decisions about how we're going to think about something and then physically get out and and put ourselves. That's one of the things on our list here that we should probably get to here sooner than later on how to overcome it is to actually get into action, mm-hmm. actually put yourself into action. If a big part of your apathy is sitting your butt on the couch and eating potato chips and watching Netflix, because let's say, I, I, I mean, I tell you, I like to do that every once in a while, but if I do it too much, man, I feel apathetic. Oh, definitely. I feel, to your point, I feel, I don't feel guilty. I just know in the back of my head that there's absolutely something I should be doing 
other than this right now. Right. That's going to be better for me and better for my family and better for the people around me. Yep. Yep. There always is. But we've we've chosen differently. So I think I think apathy is a head problem. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a heart problem. I think it's a head problem that if you fix that, it'll fix your heart problem. What do you think? I agree. I mean, I I think that most definitely makes sense. Um it starts it's mind over it's it's mind over everything else. I mean, it's it's like this person that we were talking about. I mean, where where he needs to start is changing his attitude mm-hmm. toward the situation because the the challenges that his kids have are are, are genuine. So mm-hmm. you can't change that. You're he's getting as much they're getting as much help as they can. You can't yeah. change that. You know, it you know the things in your world that you can't change. But one thing that you always can change is your attitude. Mm-hmm. It is a decision that we make every moment of every day of our lives. And it's amazing when you can change your attitude around. Like you said, the emotions will follow. I think that's a huge point. And I mean, that is strong advice that, I mean, that I don't take every day, that you don't take every day, because it's easy for our emotions to drag that attitude down. But I think you got to lead with attitude and the emotions will follow. Mm -hmm. So let's start digging in more into how to overcome your own apathy and um, this should all translate into helping other people overcome their apathy. I really like the fact that you brought this example. I didn't even think about how to help other people in their apathy, which is crazy because that's what that's the whole purpose of the show. But we're gonna we're gonna double we're gonna double gun this one, and we've already hit this one hard. This we got about four or five things here we want to go over. The first one is to change your own mindset, and and I've used this terminology before, and I absolutely believe it applies here. Is you literally have to go to war with it. Mm-hmm. This isn't something where you can just lightly say to yourself, "Yeah, you know, I should probably I should probably look at the good in someone else." That's that's not going to cut it. When I say go to war, I mean you have to become so self-aware that any time a thought or a word comes out of your mouth that you are openly self-correcting yourself, mm-hmm. and you say to yourself, you know, I should not have said that. I'm going to take that back. That should not be a thought that I'm having. Literally, you fight yourself with If you aren't fighting yourself over this, it's probably not going to go away anytime soon or even easily. Like, literally, man, you have got to get so hardcore on this. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's huge, and if, like you said, if you're not willing to look at it that way, you're you're not going to get where you want to be. Your out your outlook has you stuck in into something that you need to get out of, or into something you need to get into. The second one here is identify the one thing that you feel apathy is holding you back from, because sometimes we don't necessarily know what the thought is or the feeling is, but we can look out and say. This is a brick wall I keep hitting in my life. This is a brick wall I keep hitting in my career. What what is that for you? What is that one barrier that you just can't seem to overcome? Because it's going to start happening really, really fast where you give up. And when you start to give up, you start to become emotionally disconnected from it and apathetic towards it. And you're not going to be able it's it's literally, I don't know if you've if you've tried those walls, you know, you see them um those those walls that come up in the uh, God, I'm trying to think of the, oh the Ninja Warrior things right oh yeah um, and they run up once and they miss it and they they rarely get it again mm-hmm. like once you hit it you've given it your all and it doesn't work they come up a little shorter little shorter little shorter yeah the warped wall 
the warp wall. Yep. Yeah, and and when when you get into and and you know and we're here in our notes, who is the number one person that would benefit from you being yes less apathetic, right? And and so again, we go back to that example we were talking about with with my friend and you know JJ, I've gotta I've gotta ask myself and and I've never said this to him and I don't know maybe this would strike a, a chord. What about your children? watching the way that you are toward your life and toward them? What kind of an impact is your apathy, is your indifference uh, going to have on on their personalities and on their life? And have you ever thought about it that way? I haven't. I, I usually don't. Mm-hmm. I usually don't. I should. Yeah. I mean, especially we with your should. kids, significant other. I mean, these are people who, you know, I mean... My my mood affects my wife's mood. I mean, if I walk mm-hmm. in from work and I'm in a terrible mood and she's in a great mood, I'm going to bring her down real quick. Vice versa, if she's had a bad day and I'm happy, maybe I can bring her up. Um, I mean, same thing with your kids. Um, I mean, the way that you present yourself to those closest to you is going to have a profound impact on them. Mm-hmm. And because apathy is such a selfish feeling because we have disconnected from other people and other thing that's usually the last person you think about because mm-hmm. we just get so wrapped up in what we want and who we want man i tell you life is so much easier so much easier when you can really stop thinking about yourself and make yourself the least most important person in the room mm-hmm. because the more pressure you put on yourself the more attention you put on yourself the more things you think about yourself the more stress you have, the the boundaries get tighter, the road gets shorter. When you veer off course a little bit, you start to beat yourself up harder. I don't want to live my... I decided a few years ago, I don't want to live my life like that. And and it's hard for us control freaks Mm -hmm. because we think that we can redirect every single thing in our life. But if you truly put someone else first, and gosh, man, I feel so bad for this. I feel so bad for this friend of yours because he's basically... Uh, in essence, whether he's wanted to or not, he's put himself first in front of everything. Yeah, and boy, he definitely would. He would totally disagree with that. I'm not saying you're wrong, but he would. Everybody would. He would. Everybody would. He would say, you would say, no, my thing is that I put everybody before me, and that's what has me in this in this place. And at some point he gave up on that. Yeah. Because uh, we're, we, we, all, we all deal with junk in our life. We all get um, beat up. We all have insecurities. We all have self-doubts. There's going to be multiple things today that you want to quit and give up on, and there's going to be at least one or two that you do, at least for the day. But being the best version of you is actually realizing it's not about you and that you have people around you that need you to step into their life. And... um, when you're feeling apathetic towards something, that might actually be the best moment to do something like that because you have nowhere to go but up. Right. I mean, if you are lacking passion and emotion, it's like, man, that's the place to start. That's that's sometimes the place to start from. Totally agree. So we got a couple minutes left and we got mm-hmm. a couple more points. So um, I, I mentioned this earlier, and I think it's very important to, to bring it up again, that uh, thinking drives emotion, drives action. Well, with apathy, oftentimes we have to start with action too. Mm. Literally get yourself up 
and get moving. Go someplace. If if you're apathetic towards a friend and what they're dealing with, invite them out to go somewhere yep. and just do something. Um, I've been taking my kids a lot on hikes in the last three months. That's mm-hmm. something I haven't done in 10 years. Well, I shouldn't say 10 years, maybe eight years. Eight years is get out in nature and just literally get more motion going. Create new routines. Change in your life will remove the apathy. Mm. I mean, you'll become apathetic probably because there's not a lot of things new and different happening in your life. So what are you willing and needing to change today to bring in some of that passion and excitement that many of you, and that's another piece of this, is go back to when you were excited and passionate about certain things. Go back to those moments. What was there? Who was there? What was involved? Yeah. Yeah, and when you think back to that, you know, don't... Be realistic. Don't. We're not trying to be cynical. You know. Don't think back. Oh, well, when I was in college and I was living in a fraternity <laughs> house, or oh, before I had kids yeah. and disposable income. I mean, you know, outside of, of those sorts of things, like you said, where 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 were you happy? What when you really think about those emotions, what was at the core of all that? Intervene on your own behalf, folks. Yeah. Intervene in your own life on your own behalf, because most likely. No one else is going to do it for you. But that brings up our last point before we leave is you are that catalyst for change in someone else's life. Pick someone today that you can reach out to, send a text, send a message, and just say, man, I was thinking about you today. Mm. How are you? We want to thank you for being here with us this week. You can check out all of our shows on our website at at greatpeopleshow.com. Uh, we're, we're getting near 100 episodes. Man, it's exciting. And of course, we've got the new studio that we're doing. We've got a lot of new exciting things coming with some additional content. Um, thank you for being here. You can always email me at jj at greatpeopleshow.com with your ideas. We love hearing from our listeners on what to talk about next. And we mentioned next week we're going to talk about love because it's Valentine's Day. See you then. Thanks for joining us. Tune in to The Great People Show again next week 